You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. The Lord said, Woe to you who build the memorials of the prophets whom your fathers killed. Consequently, you bear witness and give consent to the deeds of your ancestors. For they killed them and you do the building. Therefore, the wisdom of God said, I will send to them prophets and apostles. Some of them they will kill and persecute in order that this generation might be charged with the blood of all the prophets. Shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who died between the altar and the temple building. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be charged with their blood. Woe to you, scholars of the law! You have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves did not enter, and you stopped those trying to enter. When Jesus left, the scribes and Pharisees began to act with hostility toward him and to interrogate him about many things, for they were plotting to catch him at something he might say. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Today we celebrate also in North America the memory of the Canadian martyrs, and St. Isaac Jogue and John de Brebeuf and companions, and they were put through uh, amazing, horrible tortures, uh, which are really repugnant to recount. And this is uh, extraordinary love that they showed. It's amazing the impact it had on even other Christians in the wake of all of the religious wars in Europe how they, their sacrifice of love and fidelity became so compelling that people who were very estranged in the Christian faith from each other were brought together. And in that sense, they had not yet died and their sacrifice was being honored in a way of transformation of hearts, not the building of monuments. And here, uh, obviously, there's a whole rhetoric involved here that's very powerful when Jesus is speaking. And I heard the commentary this morning of a priest who was here in Magdala this summer from Toledo near Madrid. And his reflection really reached me, and I hadn't heard it expressed like that before, was if Jesus is helping the people of his time to understand the significance of the prophet's murder, what responsibility do we have to respond to Jesus' blood? Because he made the ultimate sacrifice in extraordinary freedom in a way of amazing freedom of heart in its best expression of love, to ask for forgiveness for those who died. And then in our veneration of his body and blood, 
which in the texts of uh, St. Isaac Jog, or I think it was Isaac Jog I read today, or John the Brewer from the Breviary, uh, he spoke about the grace he had to be able to correspond to the cup of Christ. And in that sense, the how to honor the blood of the martyrs, the blood of the prophets, and many of them were uh, killed in very brutal ways. Um, I only became a little bit familiar with that recently, and in a similar way also that many of the apostles were tortured in a very par- in a very serious way, and many Christians throughout the ages to the very present day that still happens. And their extreme uh, physical uh, responses uh, to that love. And, but we're all called to stand our ground and to honor that fidelity and that love of uh, Christ in his gift on Calvary. And we have a great culture of, uh, traditionally in, in the history of Christian spirituality, of respect for the blood of Christ. But maybe it's an occasion when we read this text today from Luke chapter 11 to ponder uh, the incredible, um, I don't know how to describe it, a grace gift, uh, responsibility for the self-giving of Christ to save us. We think of people who lay down their lives for others, and we think of first responders. Imagine a family meeting the family members of a first responder who died to save them. And through the death of that fireman, for example, in 9-11, a family member was rescued. And the bonds of recognition and responding and honoring that self-gift of that person. And so the call on us not to be forgetful, not to um, ignore, not to be indifferent to especially the gift of Christ, the Word made flesh, who shed his blood on Calvary for our salvation. In the letter of Paul to the Romans, there's, there's much to ponder. And really, it's about, in a certain sense, the same principle of allowing God to be God in our lives. And yesterday, it was the reflection on, or the day before, yesterday we had Luke, um, the reflection on the evidence that's in in nature, in creation, to accept God in our lives, to accept God as our creator. And today, it's more powerfully uh, expressed in the mystery of revelation, the mystery of the righteousness of God, manifested from the law, from the Torah, from the first five books of Genesis, uh, to Deuteronomy and Exodus and Leviticus, Uh, All of these books which uh, teach us so much about God's caring for humanity, establishing a people to bring salvation to the whole world. And this is really beautiful. Uh, The path that God followed. And again, we have the mention in this reading, through faith by his blood to prove his righteousness. 
way Christ died in complete docility to the plan of salvation, in complete forgiveness of those who crucified him. There's an extraordinary human liberty in his person in the way he answers. Sometimes we think liberty is fighting back, developing ourselves, but liberty is also the self-gift, the gift of oneself. That's an extraordinary love laying down life for others. We can't boast that we are Christians. We are blessed. We can't uh, look down on others. They also have uh, a path in life that God is reaching. God is reaching to them. They are on a path that sometimes is very burdened and we are completely unable to judge where they're coming from. And so we have this appeal from Paul to both the chosen people and the Gentiles to recognize the gift we all have received, both Jews and Gentiles. Uh, we have so much to be thankful for, so much that's given. And this is why we come to the Eucharist, uh, which is the ultimate act of gratitude. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. God is a God of love, a God who is redeeming, not a God who is condemning. And so the cries from humanity reaching out, crying to the Lord to hear our prayer, to hear our voice in supplication. With the Lord there is mercy and fullness of redemption. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.